The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Oh my god. Oh, oh. I need a second. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, okay. Give me one second. Um, hello. And welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Tim, certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual, and I just got bread like a bakery. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, you hear the familiar laugh from season one. I'm here with none other than Matt Taro. Hi, Matt. How are, have you been? Okay. It's, it's so it's, weird to talk like this after we just fucked. <laughs> Honestly, I think we should uh, normalize it though, because podcasting after sex, <laughs> <laughs> or just like working after sex, like it is a basic human need, and we put it behind so many walls and closed doors that we should feel shamed about it. But it's honestly something that we should all just embrace and share. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I totally agree. Um, Let's do like a little bit of a recap of what we've done. So you had me over to to film? To film for a workshop, was it? That's correct. Yeah. I am uh, facilitating a retreat at Easton Mountain. And it's called Gay Spirit Camp and is a collection of different facilitators that are coming together to basically create a safe space to celebrate being queer and being gay and being a male. When is that? Oh, it's this month. So, uh, uh, August. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so people will be hearing this a little too late to sign up, but that's no, okay. No, no. I'm going to make this a special episode. When in August? I don't know off the top of my head. We'll put the information in the uh, descriptions. Yeah. We'll be there. But I will be facilitating several workshops, one of which is called Tantric Embodiment. And I, on the previous episode that I was on of this podcast, I explained that Tantra is not exclusively sex. And that is really important to preface that with this, but it is a way and spiritual path of life that embraces that all things are spiritual, including sex. So when it was brought to the West, it became hypersexual. And so many people associate the word Tantra with orgasms, multiple orgasms, non-ejaculatory orgasm, tantric massage, etc. The workshop I'll be facilitating, Tantric Embodiment, is to teach these men how to get more in touch with their bodies in a tantric way. And Tim was my model for the video. Yeah, I'm 
very much in the clouds right now. So forgive me, Matt, if I'm like a little loopy. Totally, <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> uh, do you want to like walk us through how we conducted the recording? Sure. Yeah. So we basically began with Tim getting in touch with his body on his own, you know, creating a, a solo connection to his erotic energy mm. where there was a little bit of jelking, a little bit of mindful touch, a little bit of exploration. And then we actually moved to some anal breathing where breathing, 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 as breathing. air. Yes. Yes. Very, uh, breathing. Yes. No, that came after the filming was complete. Yes. Um, so the anal breathing was to basically help Tim relax his body further by flexing his Kegels, flexing the PC muscles uh, in rhythm with the breath, breathing in, flexing the Kegel, breathing out. Kegel. <sighs> you exhale and you relax your whole and by doing this actually any tension in the root chakra and the lower chakras your physical body your perineum your your hips starts to get naturally loosened which allows for harder erections uh, obviously more sexual awareness and more relaxation which is perfect for penetration yeah i can attest to that uh, i am so like I don't know what's the word right now. I think I'm, my entire energy is all the way up in my crown chakra. Probably. I'm feeling like in the clouds and like yeah. my eyes keep rolling back because I'm like going in and out of consciousness <laughs> in a good way. I feel so elated and I have to get back down. I have to ground myself in time for our threesome. Mm. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we have a... We have more work to do. <laughs> so after the anal breathing, then we actually began filming um, what will be a reference video specifically for this workshop that's coming up. But, you know, this video will begin, you know, more sexual education work that Tim is doing, that I am doing, etc. And it was basically how to mindfully get in touch with the energy of your cock, the energy of your balls, the energy of your anus. And that sex doesn't need to have a goal per se that you know creating you know more intimacy with your partner through touch and mindful exploration and breathing meditative in a meditative state allows for a more heightened pleasurable experience and connection to your body yeah uh and it's happening in albany is it right yes the eastern mountain is in albany new york what inspired you to make this uh, retreat Oh, I didn't make it. Oh no. No, no, no. I was I'm I'm a part of a group of men that are putting it on. Yeah, you're definitely in the clouds. <laughs> very much not English right now. It's all good. That's so fun. Yeah. What well, are some of the things you're looking forward to for this workshop? I'll be leading erotic meditations every morning, which will be similar to the solo sexual meditation that you did at the beginning while you were getting in touch with your cock, but the goal will be to move through the chakras actually from the root all the way to the crown with breath work as everyone in the room who is meditating together is masturbating mm -hmm. uh, together alone, single. So there's this, there's this idea that if you're in a group of people and you're all being sexual, you have to intermingle with each other. Mm -hmm. You have to touch each other. And that's simply not true. Mm -hmm. You can go on your own sexual journey alone with other people in the same space 
and you can apply a sense of spiritual direction and power to it by setting those intentions of breathing, of meditating, of channeling this erotic energy into your body, your mind, and your spirit. Mm, oh my God. Why is it so important to start every morning with this erotic meditation? Because we are so disconnected from our sexuality in this day and age. You know, many of us turn to Twitter, now X, X. which Ew. is so... Ugh. Oh my god. Stupid. Someone needs to dethrone Musk. Anyway, let's not get political. People go to porn, people go to external stimulus, people go to different spaces to find their sexual fix. There's nothing wrong with that, you know, like having specific kinks or fantasies that you want to live out. Totally okay if everyone's consenting and it's all good, but to create an intentional conscious sexual space is completely game-changing because you become more aware of your desires. You become more aware of what makes you tick. You become more aware of your connection to your body and your cock and, and everything. That if you were to set the intention to mindful masturbate, meditate every day, you're not just jacking off as quickly as possible like when we were, you know, little kids and we were ashamed of our uh, our bodies you know and we had to hide and all that we can now as grown adults connect with our bodies in a way that is mindful and healthy and slow and intentional and blissful it's more intent is, is that the word there's more intention and a sort of like purpose yes yeah it's not just primal carnal connection you know ooga booga me touch pee pee like <laughs> As the academic terminology goes, booga booga, me touch pee pee. Exactly. There's there's more of an intention around. I'm creating a mindful space to safely explore my sexuality and integrate it with my spiritual energy as well. But there's totally nothing wrong with being primal and carnal. Mm -hmm. I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. When you were fucking me, you you got very primal. <laughs> yeah. You're like, your pussy feels so good. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I um I feel like the internet in the world knows me as this like, you know, pillow princess sub bottom, but I um uh, it takes the right chemistry and Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde transformation. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. I guess my hole has that effect on people. Yeah. It gives like Princess Peach energy in the best way. Peach. Peach. <laughs> I don't know. What is it about my hole and my ass that just makes people want to fuck it? It's because you have a big heart, Tim. Is that why? I think so. God, I've been. Like, literally, I'm not even kidding. This week alone, seven people have commented, you have such a big heart. Like, what am I doing that makes my heart so, like, visible? Like, do I need to zip up something? No, I mean, honestly, I think it's because you are being in service to the collective in a way that it needs to be. Being a sex educator and bringing levity and light and fun to the idea of sex and eradicating shame and teaching people about their needs and how to create successful and happy and safe intimacy. You have a big heart. It takes someone with a big heart to do that kind of work. I guess. Plus, I have a big ass. That it's huge. It, it was like it was like I was shaking an entire state in the United <laughs> States. It was wild. It did feel like the earth was moving. Yeah, I felt the earth move under my feet. <laughs> I felt the sky tumbling down. Totally. Oh my god. Well, I'm so glad that like we're reconnecting because I feel like we 
had such a long time since our last interaction. It's true. What have been some of the big major changes for you personally or career-wise from our last interaction to now? Absolutely. So I was working primarily as a spiritual guide. And I was working with a lot of queer men uh, using tarot and energy work and tantric work specifically. But I had an opportunity to kind of pivot in a different direction and integrate all aspects of my training as you know, a creative arts therapist, uh, someone who has been doing self-inquiry work beyond spiritual work for quite some time, who's been to therapy, that I am now operating as a queer men's spiritual life coach. Oh my God, yes. So from that, you know, there's this ever-blossoming evolution where I am integrating all aspects of who I am as a person to help other people in their lives, not just from a spiritual context, not just from a sacred sexuality context, not just from like a divination, tarot reading, intuitive context, but I help GBTQ plus men achieve their goals by creating a mindful container that is safe and client focused to set intentions to improve their mindset, get connected to their body spiritually and physically, to improve their relationships and communication and find purpose in their life. Because we all need that right now, especially queer men. Oh my fucking God. Why is it that we seem so lost? Like, I would like just for one story of like a queer person living happily and like not having to go through trauma just to be resilient like i kind of just want us to be you know strong as it is instead of like strong because i went through blah blah blah. but then again you know only diamonds are created under immense pressure so true i feel like there's there's a real sense of um you know, in order to be like an, a liberated queer person, you have to have transmuted your trauma. But there's healing is never complete. And personal journeys are never like fully 100%. It's nonlinear and it's constantly ever folding. People can get re triggered from their past. People can, you know, have something that come up that is challenging in ways that they never considered before. Mm-hmm. And the human experience is finite, you know, it has an eventual ending. So the idea that, you know, we as a queer people can exclusively only triumph by having trauma happen is ridiculous. Mm. And that if we do have these traumas and these trials and tribulations, that we can go through the cycles of experiencing it, re-experiencing it, healing from it, and then experiencing it again in a different way. Like a washing machine. Yes. Going through one cycle after the other. Totally. After we've stained the sheets. And we I need know, to get seriously. Clean. Oh my God, Matt, one time I was having a guys over at this apartment and I was there for an entire weekend. The sheets were sweaty and cum stained. <laughs> and then the owners were like, what did you do? <laughs> I was like, well, you told me I could have guys right, over. Right, right, right. They're like, oh, right. Okay, my bad. Yeah. I, yeah. If you give Tim permission to do that, then prepare for water. Yeah, work. exactly. Prepare for having a very long laundry day. <laughs> Make sure you get a roll of quarters, you know? (laughs) So uh, you brought up some pretty cool terminologies there about trials and tribulations. Would you say that your work uh, in sex and spirituality is somewhat political? Absolutely. I would say that, you know, 
I myself have chosen to work with GBTQ plus men because uh, I identify as a man and I have the male experience, but I identify as a queer man because I don't believe that I'm a singularly homosexual person. Mm. You know, I have had connection with trans folks before. I've had connection with non-binary folks before. And I think it's important for us to embody queerness if it speaks to us because it is a political statement, you know, that we are one community with different expressions and different shades of the rainbow. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. Hey, you sick motherfuckers. I've got a special treat for you. Need a new toy to spice up your sex life? Head over to loveshop.ca slash sexedmonton and get yourself a cock ring, a dildo, a vibrator, or even a life-sized sex doll. <laughs> Damn, I guess love really does come in all shapes and sizes. Get 15% off your entire order when you use code sexedwithtim at checkout. They're shipping to all of Canada and the United States because North America is horny. That's loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and use code sexedwithtim for 15% off your entire purchase. Happy orgasm! Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me, 25% off, and cherry on top, free shipping, oh my god, I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and girl, I'm wearing it right now, I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there, and I'm on the train, I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you Dale. (laughs) That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. The show is about to begin. Yes. I'm more of a pastel. Oh, yeah. Like a pastel pink or blue? Ooh, definitely pastel pink. Okay. Uh, because I'm also still fixated on Barbie. Oh my god, let's talk about Barbie. Can for we please? Just a quick second. No, not, not a quick second. I was, I was floored. I was not expecting anything amazing. I was yeah. like, oh, it's going to be Barbie. Like, what? whatever. Yeah. But the fact that there was an existential crisis, a hero's journey, a transformative experience, also heartfelt conversations about the realities of patriarchy and women's place in patriarchy and how it is so hard to be a woman or to be femme and to like have to navigate that every day. It is, it was mind blowing how masterful that film was crafted. It's so incredible. And also, if you haven't watched it, these are going to be spoilers. So we're going to be talking about what happens in the movie. Oh, my God. So, first of all, how amazing is it that, like, 
there were Barbies of all different backgrounds. Yeah. You had Black Barbie played by yeah. Issa Rae as yeah. the president. Yeah. And then you had like, um, oh my God, who was that girl from? She's from Dairy Girls. I forgot her name. Oh. But she was like, uh, some sort of like councilwoman Barbie. Yeah. I know who you're talking about, but yeah. also I'm terrible with celebrity names. Yeah, so I, I won't be, I won't be any, but I love her. Uh, <laughs> and then there was a Filipina Barbie yes. who was serving on the Supreme court yes. and she was wearing traditional Filipina dress. And I was like, yes. Oh my God, I love it. Greta Gerwig basically said, we're not holding back. Yeah. We're going to make this a film for all women everywhere. Wasn't it like the biggest blockbuster weekend hit for any movie directed by a woman i think that's i think so yeah something like that i don't know we just pounded it out for a solid hour so like i know we're, we're not we're barely coherent we're yeah no we're not even here right now <laughs> oh my god and like how like funny was it when barbie was like do you guys just ever think about death <laughs> okay. and and how that is such a real question that's so real but like you would never place it in barbie land in your head because you think barbie has to stay plastic and fun and frilly but the reality of our world is we're asking these conversations despite being all dolled up going to work nine to five. Oh my god right it's like we we still have those deep-seated like existential crises and we tend to just like throw it under the rug yeah yeah because like i gotta get to work i gotta get to, to i got i gotta go to the beach i'm gonna go beach ken off yeah i'm gonna beat you off so hard yeah, i'm gonna beat we're gonna beat, beat each other off. off also like remember how they showed madge midge midge whatever <laughs> Midge. Midge. The they had a pregnant Barbie yeah. companion. Yeah. Ah! yeah. And uh <laughs> Sugar Daddy <laughs> Oh right. I completely <laughs> forgot about it. He had all of three minutes on screen. Yeah. With magic earring. Ken. Magic earring can. Greta Gerwig said, This is for the gays. This is Honestly, for the gays. Yeah. Greta Gerwig said Barbie will be for the girls, the gays, and the days. A hundred percent. Oh my god. And then like all the other discontinued Barbies, like the the one with the video and it was discontinued because of like, oh, yeah, the TV was, in her back. Yeah. That was truly weird. You know, I want to talk about something very specific that I feel like probably a good deal of your viewers can appreciate or understand or, or look at the role of Alan. Alan real quick, Aquarius representation. Totally. Let's talk about Alan. Also, also, the little soft boy that hung out with all the girls, but was never actually a part of the girls, but the girls made space for him. And also, Alan was in support of the girls, despite not being able to fight their battles fully for them. Yeah. Like, I saw him and his whole arc and journey of, like, where do I fit into all of this was, like... This was my childhood. This is gay. This is gay. It's so this gay. is also non-binary. This yeah. is also like I don't fit into this dichotomy of Barbie Ken. It was yeah. so many things all at once without explicitly stating what it was. And Michael Sarah just stumbled through the role as he does with all of his roles in such an eloquent way that I immediately identified with him. <laughs> I know. Oh it was God. amazing. It was amazing. And also like I really love those one-liners that, like, blink and you'll miss. Like, for example, um, that guy who was, like, working down in the office, and then he goes up to headquarters with Will Ferrell, he's like, 
I'm a guy and I make less than these people. Does that make me a woman? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Right. Oh my god. Uh, and the fact that Will oh. Ferrell was just like bumbling as like the I know the woman's experience. Right. I'll make a product for it. Yeah. And it's like this is such a solid commentary on what our world has become. Exactly. That all of the men and people really that are getting triggered by it are missing the point of it being a satire and being an intellectual parody of what our world is. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny because like weird political commentators like Ben Shapiro and Piers Morgan were like, this is a threat to masculinity. I'm like, no, you're a threat to you're masculinity. You're a threat to masculinity. Period. What the hell are you talking about? Let's not give them airtime. They don't deserve a breath. Know. It's fine. It's just like that movie is so good so good i also love the fact that they addressed the whole mean girl culture true by like we're sorry for calling you weird barbie behind your back and also to your face totally oh my god um, I, like at first i was chuckling at those lines and then i was like wait this is like extremely self-aware humor yeah this exactly. is like literally conversations i witnessed in high school yeah like these are real things that were happening and like for barbie to address this yeah i was like we i i have hope for the next generation me too because this was a movie that was like definitely for the girls and the gays in the days and like uh, it's targeted for not just adults but also for the kids who never got to grow up with barbie and you know it made me realize that it's okay for me to play with barbies and for me to live my authenticity even if it's through a little plastic toy it's true. i bought three barbies with me oh. and i made them take up an entire row in the theater oh. it's okay i wasn't like being you know an asshole because the theater was empty at the time anyway so it was me and my two barbies and my ken oh. we're all sitting in the row watching the movie and we're like, yes, living our best life. Oh, that's so beautiful. I loved it so much. And like Ryan Gosling <laughs> was just the perfect role for that. Yeah. You know, as as toxic and gross as it was, I kind of wanted to hook up with him in his Mojo Dojo Casa house. Oh, my God. I would too. I mean, like, also, we need to be in solidarity with Barbie. So maybe we should take back what we just said. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, anyway, I, I, the entire experience of that film, if you have not seen it yet, obviously we just spoiled a fuck ton of stuff for you. But you didn't give a spoiler warning. But, but, but please go watch it. You deserve yeah. to see it. It is so, it's so important uh, for this day and age and our generations to see it. Um, and I feel like it'll go down in like literature and arts and culture textbooks. Would you be able to draw some sort of connection between your work in spirituality and the message that is Barbie? So as previously stated, I, I work with GBTQ plus men on their own personal journeys of self-inquiry and self-growth and transformation. I have a background in clinical therapy. I worked in hospitals and had a private practice. And I also had you know, developed a, a, like a pretty big spiritual practice, um, learning from different teachers on the tantric path and self-teaching tarot and learning about crystal healing, integrating the mundane with the mystical and allowing myself to be my most authentic queer self. So Barbie, in my opinion, the film is really just creating an opportunity for all of us to have a self-inquiry moment 
where we are looking at ourselves as, am I a Barbie? Am I a Ken? Am I Alan? Am I even in Barbie land? Am I even participating in this, you know, dichotomy, this binary, this issue? And where is my place in a patriarchal world that's incredibly limiting and incredibly restrictive? What's my relationship to masculinity and femininity? And all of these things, I think, can only happen if we're willing to ask the question. And so my clients, when they come to me, a lot of them say things like, I I really want to have better sex, or I want to find a partner, or I don't love my body. And that's only the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. Because then we start the work together, and we start the mindfulness, and we start the meditation, and there's journaling, and there's shadow work, and there's conversations. There's the mindful masturbation meditation. There's, There's so much, and designing work for them, for them. So then that way they can get to the bigger questions of what is my connection to my masculinity or femininity or the patriarchal world we live in and how have my previous experiences informed my present so I can design the future that I want to create. And Barbie has done that for people, especially if they were not conscious of any of it before. Oh my God, that was so well said. I mean, you really put me on the spot there. I had to perform. (laughs) Oh my God, sorry, but like you really drew the connection and I think that's so beautiful. And people go watch Barbie and be conscious of your own biases and see where you stand in your relation to your body and your mind and your spirit and like hire Matt for some spiritual work. (laughs) Truly. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. Thank you so much, Matt. And can you remind people where to find you plug everything that you want, just like how you plugged my ass with your penis. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Matt Harrow, M-A-T-T-A-R-O-T. You can also find me on my website, www.com. M-A-T-T-A-R-O-T dot com. I have a newsletter that has exclusive offerings and updates about upcoming events like this retreat that I filmed the video with Tim for. My audience is going to, whoever is listening, if they go to your retreat, they're going to see my hole and my cock (laughs) at your retreat. Yeah. And they'll be like, so that's who I've been listening to this entire time. (laughs) Not the face. Not the the face. Just my hole and my cock. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for Sex Ed with Tim. We're going to continue to bask in our post-coital glow. And if you really like this episode, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, click the five stars, however you want, because you're supporting queer content, sex ed content, and person of color content. Absolutely. But I have never promised the content to be good. (laughs) (laughs) You're supporting garbage content for all I care. Self-awareness is key. Exactly. Just like Barbie, do you ever think about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, thanks for listening to another episode of the Sex and the Tim podcast, and I will see you all at the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at Sex Ed with Tim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for all your support. You dirty little slut. Mwah.